to the Teening Podcast. We are right smack dab in the middle of the holiday season this week. Hanukkah started on Sunday night and Christmas and Kwanzaa begin in a few days. Not to mention the New Year celebrations that I'm sure you were all looking forward to or honestly some of you might be dreading them. What other December or January holidays do you and your family celebrate? If it's something I haven't mentioned, please write about it and submit it on teeninkcom submit because I would love to hear about it. That is the theme of today's episode, as you can see from the title. It's family traditions and the holidays. I personally don't have any family traditions. My holiday seasons look different from year to year based on my parents' work schedules and whatnot. Um, I also grew up in Florida, so I didn't even get to experience the cold weather or snow that I feel like puts the season in tis the season. So, I'm super interested in other people's family traditions. Is your family the type to run a marathon after Thanksgiving, or do you all run through the snow in your bathing suits? Not that I know anyone who does that, but it does sound like a fun family tradition. These following teen authors all share their family traditions, especially as it pertains to the holidays. If you and your family celebrate a different holiday and want to share it with your teening friends, I'm sure I am not alone in saying that I'm very interested in hearing all of your family traditions. So, without further ado, we're going to keep this short and sweet because I'm sure you all want to get back to hanging out with your family. So, without further ado, here are this week's articles. This is Kitchen Table by Lane Bauer. My own kitchen table, made of smooth brown wood. My own kitchen table, memories from my childhood. My whole family sat together, we talk, we laugh, we pray. My whole family sat together, at the beginning and end of the day. But the table's ever-changing, its wood darkens like the skies. Almost my whole family sat together, wiping tears from our eyes. But we live and we recover, Soon we are laughing once again. Still, my eyes drift to that empty chair every now and then. People leave and people change, and the family drifts apart, but the kitchen table stays just as it was, like at the start. One more person gone, one more who doesn't care, one more person gone, and one more empty chair. I think of all the people, all the people I have known. Only one last chair is taken. I sit at the kitchen table alone. This article is called The True Meaning of Christmas, and it was written by an anonymous author. As we pull into the long driveway of the brightest house on the block, I admire the Christmas lights lining the porch, and then see my Grammy and Papa excitedly waiting at the door, huge smiles plastered across their faces. Next to them, I see my little cousins running out of the house, still in their Spider-Man PJs, racing to get a hug. As my family and I get out of the car, we are embraced with an overwhelming amount of love. What comes to mind when you think of Christmas? The time spent with family? The joy of watching movies and listening to Christmas music with the ones you love? Adorning your house the day after Thanksgiving with Christmas galore? Or do you think about what new video game is on your wish list or what new clothes you want? Your mind should wander to family first, but more and more of us fall into the trap of it's all about presents and, ooh, what should I ask for this year? Too many people don't think enough about what Christmas is truly about. 
Most don't realize that all they need is the people around them, the love and support from others that gets you through the tougher days by your side when you need them the most. Many people think that if they have everything that they ever wanted, whether it be the newest iPhone or a cool pair of shoes, they'll be happy. But does the shirt you bought last week truly make you happy? Do the new shoes that just came in the mail offer love and support? Getting material things can bring a temporary feeling of excitement, but it soon fades into nothing but a shirt among the 50 others you have. That's when you need to look around and think, what has made me truly happy in my life? Has it been the shiny, sparkly gifts you've seen under the tree a million times? Or has it been those who surround you with nothing but love? And of course, I know giving and receiving gifts is a lot of fun. Tearing open the wrapping paper to slowly realize it's the shoes you've always wanted and shopping for hours to find the perfect secret Santa gift for your best friend are popular pastimes. While it is fun to give and receive presents and to check everything off your wish list, it's of less importance during this time of year. I know people always say that giving presents is great, which it totally is, but it's not what this holiday should be about. There's no comparison to seeing family you only see a couple times a year, the chaos, commotion, and mayhem, as you all cram into one house. My fondest memories include running around the house with cousins and dogs, then having a heated conversation about sports, then sleeping in one tiny room with air mattresses covering the floor, then waking up to the smell of waffles and bacon wafting into the room. Everyone who is celebrating Christmas this year should think not about what you have in your life, but who you have in your life. Those who make you laugh until your stomach hurts, or smile until you can't feel your face. You will always have the chance to get the newest iPhone every year, but you won't always be able to glance around the table and laugh at an inside joke with your grandma. And of course, don't forget about being able to decorate your house, listening to Michael Buble while Home Alone is playing on the TV or being able to take drives at night through the most lit-up neighborhoods, passing houses that you saw in the newspaper that have had the best Christmas displays every year. When people think of Christmas, most minds go to the sparkly newest gadget under the tree, but it shouldn't be like that. When thinking of Christmas, a smile should spread across your face and bring you back all of the memories of previous Christmases when you were the happiest, surrounded by people you love and people who love you even more. This article was written in 2011 by Maya Watkins. It is called Defending My Non-Religion. My family celebrates Hanukkah, Passover, and Christmas. We are a mixture of Jews, atheists, and agnostics. We never go to church and don't know any prayers. Well, I know part of one, the Hanukkah prayer we say over the candles. I know a lot of people probably think that that's scandalous. They probably think I'll go to hell, not just because I don't believe in God, but because I have the nerve to celebrate religious holidays on top of that. But don't judge me just yet. I am tired of trying to explain to friends and acquaintances why my family celebrates religious holidays if we're not religious. In fact, I gave up trying a long time ago because no one listened. So now if people ask me why I celebrate both Jewish and Christian holidays, I simply say, for the presents. But the fact is, that's not it. I'll admit, to me, Christmas isn't about the birth of Christ, but it's not about presents either. My family has made Christmas into a hybrid, almost like our own holiday that happens to share a few qualities with Christmas. We decorate a tree and put presents under it, and until I was 12, I believed in Santa Claus. But the best part of Christmas isn't the presents or the tree. The best part is the visitors. We get to see relatives we haven't seen all year from places as far away as Florida, Virginia, Georgia, and Arizona. For us, Christmas has a precious, non-religious meaning, family. Christmas is all about family. We see distant relatives and we celebrate our close family as well. 
think of it as a family tradition that happens to fall on Christmas. For us, Hanukkah is a hybrid too. My bubby is Jewish, but my immediate family is not. And yet we still light the candles, give presents, and stumble our way through the prayer. My mom cooks the world's best latkes, potato pancakes, and we spin dreidels and eat gelt, chocolate candy wrapped in gold foil in the shape of coins. And we don't just do it to humor Bubby. Hanukkah is another holiday we've made our own. For me, it's kind of a peace on earth holiday, celebrating coming together and being kind. We have our own prayer that we say in addition to the traditional Hebrew one as we light the candles. It goes like this. May all people have the freedom to pursue their dreams and find love in their hearts. Passover is another holiday that we celebrate because of what it stands for. Passover is about the freedom from slavery and freedom for all people in general. There are lessons to be learned from the story of Exodus, and they don't apply only to ancient Egypt. One lesson Passover teaches is that everyone has had a hard past, so you should sympathize with others because that easily could have been you or your ancestors. The lesson I take is that everyone is worth something and that dignity and pride should be respected. Passover teaches that many people, even today, are not free and we must work to help them. You don't have to be Jewish, Christian, Muslim, or anything else to see the value in that. You just have to be human. We have a poster in our house that reads, How to Build a Community. It's a list of things you can do to make your community, and the world in general, a better place. The last thing on the list is know that no one is silent, although many are not heard. Work to change this. No matter what your religion, race, or background, we should all try to help each other. For me and my family, these celebrations are a reminder of that message. So if God does exist, I think he will forgive me for not going to church on Sunday or occasionally taking his name in vain. I think that when it comes down to it, what matters most is how you live your life and whether or not you are a good person. I try to be kind to others and not judge them based on stereotypes or gossip. These celebrations are a reminder of the values I seek to live by, and I think that even atheists can enjoy them for this meaning. Maybe I should make more of an effort to explain all this to people, but honestly, they don't seem to listen when I try. So hopefully you'll read this and take it to heart, because I guarantee that someday you'll meet someone like me. When you do, I hope you keep an open mind. To end this episode off, we're going to read from an entry in last year's Traditions Contest. Uh, This is called Lottery Tickets, and it was written by Lindsay McBride. Tick, tick, tick. Time to open. Will I be the one, or will I be the everyone else, seeing senseless digits, barraged by zeros? Candy canes and presents alike unravel beneath sharp fingernails, but they are silent, dulled by the delight of my cousins and the anticipation of my aunts. Scratch, scratch, scratch. Last chance. Last nail in the coffin. Last present ripped to shreds, hoping that it might be me this time for once in my life. No, it is not me. It will not be me. But elves blur into our timeless selves. Guess there's always next Christmas. In her author's comments, she writes, Although we don't see each other often, my six cousins and I gather every Christmas at the end of the night. Our grandmother traditionally gives us each a small stocking filled with different little gifts, including a lottery ticket. I don't usually have much luck, but it's fun to see the winners yell out, even if they only want a few dollars. This poem depicts an interpretation of our annual ritual. Traditions are always accompanied by memories and varying emotions. Sometimes lottery tickets come with more than just monetary cost. 
And that wraps up our episode on family traditions, specifically surrounding the holidays. I wanted to keep this episode short and sweet because I know that we are all spending time with our family, relaxing, being on vacation, being out of school. So yeah, thank you all for listening. Here at Teen Inc., we are so incredibly thankful to have all of you. Our listeners, our writers, submitters, uh, readers, anything. We are all so thankful to have you here. And I will talk to you next week. Our topic is New Year's resolutions and reimagining yourself. And do you have resolutions or do you not have resolutions? So if you have any any thoughts on that, feel free to, you can message us on Instagram or slide into our DMs on Twitter, or you can submit uh, your own article on teenink.com submit. Thank you all. I hope you have a lovely holiday season and I will speak to you soon. Bye.